Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And she immediately is just like, look, I think you made a mistake choosing me. And um, you see the exterior of me, but I'd like to be chosen for the person I am and my heart. And I just don't see this going further. Get it, I was like, I was fist pumping. Yes, girl. I love you. I like, I feel like our whole uh, feminist analysis career of The Bachelor has been leading up to this. Y'all can quit. Y'all are done. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about The Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. So Claire, I thought I was going to be watching a season finale last night. You know, in retrospect, I was like, the timing just doesn't add up. I don't know how I would convince myself that they would fit in fantasy suites and proposals, but I maybe it was wishful thinking. It was very, it was very much wishful thinking on my part. But we did get to see some solid breakups and four couples remaining. So we're almost there, people. Yeah, we're coming into that sliding into home base, as it were. Um, there's a lot <laughs> literally of and on my figuratively TVs these days. We need to dive in, but before we get started, we need to talk about live shows. So we're coming to Chicago on Wednesday, September 25th. I'm super excited. I've always told people that I'm from outside Chicago, by which I mean (laughs) northern Indiana. Um, So like regionally, that's very important stop on the tour for me. Um, It's going to be at Newport Theater. And we will be recapping episode four of season one of The Bachelor. Which you can watch on TubiTV.com. Yes. And we do recommend doing the homework, if only because it's so fun. Um, and we'll be joined by one of our very favorite recappers, Allie Barthwell of Vulture. And hey, maybe some local Bachelor alums will join us. Who can say? I think there's like a very good chance that that will happen. Yeah. As good of a chance as like Whitney walking down the beach as soon as Connor leaves. <laughs> Exactly. So you can find tickets to that show uh, in the link in our Instagram bio and in our show notes. And it is a theater that's on the smaller side. So we would recommend getting those tickets soon if you if you want to join us. Yeah, we'd love to see you there. I also want to just give everyone a heads up that next week's finale episode will be going up a few days late because the scheduling of ABC um, was not what we had planned. 
So I will actually be, this is Emma, I'll be out of town next week. And so it'll be coming a few days late. And here to recap this week's penultimate episode, we hope, with us is a writer, host of America's Next Top Best Friend podcast, and sometime fellow Batch recapper, Amanda Mitchell. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Also, I want to use the word antultimate, which is technically the second to second or second to next to last. Ooh, yes. I wish. But I think it is the second to last. I, I think it we is, got though. Both. We got because the second to last and the penultimate. I think Oh, that... we do weeks. <laughs> yeah. We, no, we put it this, by weeks. This is, in fact, <laughs> yeah. both the second to second to last and the second to last episode. I got a job in the word it, it really depends on how you define the episodes, which when I'm labeling my note docs is always a struggle. Um it's like, is it episode 4B or is it episode like 8? I don't even know. Um, but we've been talking about recapping together for like since Rachel's season. Yeah. So I'm excited yeah. that we're... It's finally happening. It's finally yes. happening. So let's dive in. Yeah. Uh, we we dive right back in to Dean's grand gesture. Yes, that is still happening. <laughs> <laughs> he no longer has a mustache and he has a has had a change of heart. I'm still really missing the mustache. I'm not over it. Guys, no. I'm really into Dean. I, no, I can't. No, I'm here for him. I'm here for him. I can't. He, he drives me insane. <laughs> like, everything about him, I'm like, you don't need a girlfriend. You need a therapist. Well, like, he does he need d- a therapist. I mean, to be fair, everyone on that beach oh, needs yeah. a therapist. So, like, yeah. yes. He I was think- saying things to Kaylin that I was like, that you don't say that to a woman. You say that to your therapist. Like, like I are we know. trying to woo? There was something that drove me insane um, that was just like, Honey, please get it. I feel Take like like Dean has decided that he is done with the therapy only portion of his of his dating life, and he's ready to <laughs> mingle them together. Look, mm. I love a good commingling of therapy and dating. I mean, it's tough because in a way, it's tr- like if we all strive to be like perfect right. before we can find love, then like we'll never find love. On the other hand. We should get some of our shit together before we inflict it on another person. On yeah. the other hand, you know, my husband is basically my therapist, and I'm doing fine. Right, guys? And so is Greg. <laughs> and so is Greg, yeah, probably. He's fine. He's not here to check in on that. But yeah. I just know. I know he's fine. <laughs> I've seen him. He's good. <laughs> he's, he's killing it. So uh, Dean uh, may, lays out the choice for her. He's like, I want you to leave the beach with me now. And... Kaylin goes back to talk to Connor, who is feeling real confident, <laughs> even though everyone in front of him is, is like, oh, my God, no. Yeah. Like, she's in love it's with like him. She's not. She's so much more into Dean. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> like, she's still in love with Dean. And also, we prefer her with Dean. And yeah. Connor's like, I don't know, guys, nothing's shaken my faith in Kaylin mm. and our one and a half day long relationship. Right. Um, so she sits down with Connor and he says he wants to continue on with her. And she says, you know, she just looks at him. She's yeah. just like, it's like, Dean wants me to leave with you. And then just looks at him like, <laughs> like, I yeah. did. To be yeah. fair, it's a, it's a very awkward situation. Yeah. And Connor is like, tries to pull the I'm just protecting you, which actually really annoyed me. I was like, you're not protecting Kaylin. You, you, you want, you want, you want her to stay, her to which stay is with fine. you, yeah. which is allowed. Right. Just say that. But it feels like so patronizing to be like, it pains me to see you 
being manipulated by this man who already hurt you. And on your birthday, no less, young Kaylin, may I remind you. It's like she remembers. She she doesn't need you also to say that. I agree that there is cause for doubt or uncertainty when someone has made a decision that has hurt you or has Mm. not been steady in the past. At the same time, it can't be like, they did one thing that disappointed you, and therefore, even though they're making the gesture, saying that they want something different than what they had said they wanted before, and it's also what you want, like, you must not agree to try it. Right. Right. I just think also, like, personally, I take my birthday really seriously. (laughs) So So do I. So I relate. Yeah, like, if somebody broke up with me on my birthday, I think that's beef for life. Like, Honestly, once my husband made me cry on my birthday, and it was probably at least 60% my fault, (laughs) and I I still bring it up when (laughs) I'm mad at him. And he's like, I feel like we agreed that that was on you. Yeah, you're like, it was my birthday, But it was my birthday, so... How dare you fight with me on my birthday? Exactly. Um, yeah, so I get that. You know, Kalen is, especially because he kind of misdirected her in the way mm-hmm. that he always does, but in reverse, where this time he was like, I'm committed to you. Happy birthday. Actually, JK. <laughs> um, it was bad. Not ideal. Mm-mm. But I also think Connor makes this argument that's like, just because he's making a grand gesture and coming back for you doesn't mean he's going to fight for your relationship when you get home. And I was like, what does mean that, Connor? Like, what have you done that shows you're going to fight for the relationship? Like, right now, we're getting the only proof that you're going to fight for this relationship. Also, I'm sorry. (laughs) In a relationship, there are no guarantees. Someone can always leave you. Someone can always disappoint you. Like, as my therapist says, you need to learn to live in uncertainty. And that <sighs> sucks. And that's it's tough. Beautiful. This is such a therapy yeah. heavy Ooh, portion. Yes. Look, I will <laughs> quote my therapist till the day. Dear I die. listeners, please bill us $500. <laughs> Thank you. Just the advice to go to therapy is really the most yeah, important part. Go to therapy, listeners. Um, so, uh, Kaylin is like, okay, yes, I should stay with you, Connor. And right. Connor's like, okay, but like, Maybe it's not what you want anymore. I'm confused. I thought that you wanted to be with me. And she says, well, I thought that the door with Dean was closed. So at this point, she's obviously signaling to Connor that she's going to go back with (laughs) Dean. Meanwhile, Christina is sitting down with Dean, and he fills her in on the ultimatum that he gave Kaylin. And she's like, Dean, are you crazy? You left her in tears. Now you're asking her to leave with with you when... She might want to stay on the beach. It's selfish. And he literally is like, yeah, I'm being selfish. Like, he laughs about it. He like, laughs about everything. He has a very, like, me. upbeat energy that mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, this does not match Mm-mm. with the what register happening? of the conversation. Like, he'll just be like, I don't ever want to have a relationship or talk about my feelings. <laughs> Isn't that and I'm like, Dean, take this seriously. Again, therapy. <laughs> like, yeah. But, he's partway there. But also, I don't, I just don't. Maybe it's my personal opinion, but I just don't see any relationship that is founded on a you stay here and pursue other things or leave with me now. Like starting a relationship on an ultimatum. Is that a great foundation? Like on the just being like, I do do have issues with the ultimatum. I I have issues with the ultimatum, too. But I Um, also wonder if it's the format of the show, because I feel like whenever someone comes back to paradise for someone they left, it takes the form of leave with me now. I thought it was. Yeah, I think producer production was like, you can come back, but you you are not. You're not saying you're not jumping. I I also think that I, I don't know. Why would there be a better chance of their relationship lasting if they spent another like. 72 hours on camera with producers being like, Kaylin, do you really want Connor? Do you really want Dean? Make out with both of them in front of each other. Like, I don't think that's exactly a foundation for a healthy 
long no, lasting relationship either. This formula Just does saying. not work for I true mean, love. I mean, it works for some. It works <laughs> for, for the some. Carly and Evans of the world. Yeah. Um, so, so she, Kaylin goes back to Dean and is like, all you do is talk about what a shitty boyfriend you'd be. And he's like, yeah, I'm just afraid to be vulnerable and I'm going to work on that. And I came back to like show I want to work on it and also work on our relationship. And she's like, okay, let's do it. My mom once said to me, and I think it's the most important thing she ever said, was men tell you the truth. (laughs) <laughs> like, like I men mean, don't like there's they just don't have the ability of like wording things to make things flowery like men will tell you exactly what they mean if he's telling you he's a terrible boyfriend that's founded in something real yeah i mean and it is we all watched it happen we, multiple like two times. seasons ago we all watched the founding mythos of like Dean as the terrible boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And then we um, saw him with Leslie and we saw him give it a chance there. And yeah, it's, we it's saw like, Leslie. how many times do we have to see this dude be like, I am a terrible boyfriend, but I believe this show's going to work for me. It's like, honey, I mean, go to therapy. Judging <laughs> by Chris Bukowski, it could it's continue true. to happen indefinitely. But maybe <laughs> Dean needs to take six years off and just go away maybe. for a bit. Maybe he needs to officially retire for like a year and a half and yeah. then be like, psych. Write an open letter, <laughs> like a big open letter. Make sure he cuts off relationship with his dad. Come back to the franchise and be like, guess what, guys? I've changed my life. Everything is different. But there there are many see, pathways forward. As we can see from Chris, like... That doesn't necessarily change everything because no. Chris is still struggling. <laughs> yeah, so clearly. Maybe dating, you know, on reality television just isn't the answer. Who, who knows? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just We're still so far from knowing the truth because, again, the finale did not happen this week. God. So she agrees to leave with Dean. They start making out on the daybed. In front of everyone. Connor everyone. finally puts himself out of his misery and walks away. I did really, I felt bad for Connor I in this moment. In that moment, I was like, I was like, Kaylin, come on. Like, you need to have a little bit. You know everyone is looking at you right now. Like, at least go behind a bush. It was a little. Go make out in front of a palm tree. It was insensitive. <laughs> I feel like the Bachelor producers, based on how this constantly happens all season, I'm like, they they are literally, like, in a fishbowl because no one ever seems capable of finding a private place to make out with the person they're, like, having a love triangle with away from their main person Except or for whatever. Dylan and Hannah, who we have seen And we never see Dylan seconds. and Hannah. They're common during the Boom Boom Room, and that's why I this swear to God, happening. they, like, must lock the door on there, and they're like, we don't want anyone to see us because we want a chance outside of here, so we're going to have real difficult conversations oh about our gosh. credit scores. It's like I forgot that they were here. Same. Um, so Connor says goodbye to Kaylin. Um, she doesn't really seem to feel that bad about it but she does say I'm sorry um, and everyone else is sort of like we're here for this I don't know like seems like a bad idea but also incredibly romantic and we love it um, so Dean and Kaylin head off in the SUV and uh, <laughs> off into the the sunset to to live in a van together and make ramen on the stove and the know, way she said they want. ramen Question, was like like she had never heard that word like she, she was like I don't know like, what this is that's that's her breaking point she was like I'll shower in a stream but I will not eat subsist on ramen um, so I, many carbs I think man. I would fall on the other side of that I'd I think a subsist. lot of us would yeah I don't want to shower in a stream <laughs> but we're not all Instagram influencers and that's why and there are other relationships to move on to believe it or, believe not. It or not shockingly um, yeah so 
Blake finds Connor after Kalen leaves. And you know what? I'm, I'm kind of here for Kalen and Dean. Maybe I'm popular opinion. Maybe he's a horrible boyfriend. I would have chosen him. <laughs> I, ho- I, I mean, wish the best for them. I would have chosen yeah. him, too, if I were given those choices. Um, but Blake, no. <laughs> Blake comforts Connor and just like, you went through a lot today. Blake is just always trying to find allies who he can buddy up to and, like, it's Share, weird at in this point, pity. looking back, to realize that Blake was still here this week. I, I know. forgot forgotten. Blake was there, even though he's clearly the narrator of the season. Yeah. Like, he's the one narrating everything. He's a big through line. But, like, and I'm, but I'm just like, why are you still there? How and, are you, know, you still there? In this there? moment, I cannot recall how he leaves. So we're going to have to get to that in the notes. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, a date card shows up for Chris, who is having kind of a rocky time with Katie, despite the fact that she, like, announced her commitment to him and he chose her over Jen. And the fact that he seems to really like her. Yeah. I think the whole there seems to be a really really intense focus on you know these markers of commitment even even more than past seasons. Like it used to sort of be like yeah leave the beach with this person or like get engaged that's the best thing but now it's it seems they seem to have planted the seed that like if Someone cannot say, I love you. If someone cannot say, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. If someone cannot propose, then that is a failure and they should not leave the show together. But it's also kind of what Chris expected from Katie. Yeah. And so suddenly the tables have Have turned turned very abruptly and everyone who felt like, oh, Chris like loved Katie and she fucked it up. And now everyone's like, Katie's really into Chris and he can't get on her level. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how did that like... Just because once she was like, I would get it if you went on a date with someone else. This is paradise. Right. Suddenly it's like <laughs> the love like, has been poisoned at its core. Uh, yeah, it's just so weird. The whole editing of this it's season confusing. has been so confusing. And like, I don't know why it's so so egregious. If you if you like, I want to date you outside of here. I do not want to have you get on a, on one knee in front of me and like on in front of a camera? Oh, it's totally just because production can get away. Well, that's with what it. I mean. The marker, the marker has been moved. Yeah. Is it because and they have extra ring, like like uh, no, Neil Lane rings? People from like proposals, <laughs> and, and, and they're and like, like mm, we can convince people. This is real. To well, no, propose. just if they can ratchet up the stakes, it works exactly. in their favor. So, Katie and Chris go on a date. Katie is like, I'm going to break through Chris's walls. Um, and she didn't expect to find this in paradise, but she's really glad she gave herself the chance. Yeah, but they they don't really seem to get there. He no. seems very out of it a lot of the time when they're talking, and this date is not an exception. No, it's this There's... the whole the whole time this week. I get the sense that Chris is having, and he even says this like a massive internal struggle. Mm-hmm. He seems really unsure of where he wants to take this, and it's hard for me to tell whether it's actually about his feelings for Katie or whether it's more about him being really almost too aware and grappling with what it means to come off of this show as like a publicly committed couple. I think it's mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And yeah. I think that it's, it was really interesting watching this, especially because he was so not present. Yeah. And it was like it was like he was just it was almost as if he went on autopilot with like an like, you know, an autocorrect when you can just tap the word. It was like he was saying all of the best like platitudes and like I'm 100 percent in on this. Like I'm going in. I, like, I'm certain about you. I got it was all of this generic things that you just say to placate somebody when you're just like because you're like, I just need you to go not to not to go away, like yeah. not go away, but I need you to. I, I'm processing things. I'm going through this. 
and I'm just going to say whatever I think you need to hear to get me out of this because I it's the only way I, I know it's going to work. Yeah, but it just continues yeah. for like several days, which it's is really hard uh, to watch. Like it doesn't make for scintillating conversation. So she's sort of like, it's okay. You don't have to say I love you. And he's like, great. I'm committed to seeing this through. And she's like, cool. And then they dance in a wedding parade. We get lots of involvement in local people's personal life celebrations this episode, which they're really scraping the barrel. They yeah. crashed a child's birthday party. I cannot get over that. That's such a weird thing and to I do. And I think Dylan was the one who smashed the pinata. I would be so mad if I was that kid. Again, oh, going back to birthdays. Me too. I once had a tantrum because someone <laughs> else like found the scavenger hunt item at my birthday. And I thought that I should get that automatically because I was the birthday girl. And I stand by that. I'm on your side. It's like, what's the point of the hunt if I just find it? I don't know. It's not Easter. So meanwhile, Matt and his uh, love triangle with Sydney and Bree is continuing. Um, Connor is just hanging out, being miserable. Um, Sydney, I'm sorry, I skipped over this, offers to give Matt a massage. She does a whole setup. And she's like, you can take your swim trunks off. You can put keep them on. And he's like, oh, my mom would want me to keep them on. Ugh. I was a little bit charmed by Matt when he first came on. <laughs> I Every time he speaks, I dislike him more. And oh. by the end of this, I fully hated him. Like, yeah. I think you should, there should be a, uh, no. And that part, I was mostly, the most egregious part was just like, the way she said, oh, there you go, talking about your mom again. Like, I was like, ooh, even Sydney's right. turned off by it. Yeah, like, she's like, like try, I feel like she does like him because does based she? on how she's acted with previous people. She does yeah. like him. I think that she sees something there. But then it's like when you like someone and they keep doing that one thing, that you're like, that's the major turnoff for me. And if I could just, ex- just excise that, that part of you, if I could take that out. You'd be Ugh. great. And he keeps it's like his only talking point. And I, I don't know how he's in a love triangle with I mean, it's also right. because that's what happens. You enter late in the show is that you get like, I don't want right. to say the scraps, but like <laughs> you like you I get mean, what's left. I think it was just kind of a coincidence that mm. for Brie, he was like the best option who wasn't yeah. that attached to anyone. Right. And like that doesn't mean that that's who she in would a world have on when her Luke list. S exists, though? I mean, Luke S's arc this episode is something. I know, he, so. he must really be not that charming in uh-uh. person because yeah. I'm confused. I think he's cute. I think he's so cute. I also wonder if he invested his energies in the wrong people. Yeah, like, I think that so. could be it. Um, so Revion comes down the beach. Oh my God, um, who? <laughs> Same. Ravine? For, Rev. For Revion. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Matt not being able to pronounce her name. Oh, the racism. What? I was like I disgusted by it. I'm like, this isn't cute. This it's is not cute. really Child. fucked up. It's not that hard of a name. Like, it's actually a very Revian. simple name. It's Revian. Revian. It's yeah. like, it's if simple. you can pronounce the name of the water, Evian, you can pronounce her name. Yeah. Like, it's literally inside of right. it. And it's not. Reviana, clearly. No. It's not Revi. It's not Ravine. And she said, call me Rev, which is one, one syllable. syllable and three letters. Mm-hmm. Like it starts to just it. it starts to just seem like I'm just like riffing on this because I think it's funny and that I, I think can't it's learn cute, her And name. it's actually incredibly like, gross. It's gross. like, okay, a few months ago I went on a date with a guy who insisted on calling me Mandy. No, my full name is not... Amanda, and he literally he would text me about it. He would he would literally call you don't me get Mandy. To give someone you don't know a nickname to the point yeah. where I literally told him I was like Mandy Mitchell is a completely different person from who I am. Like I am not a Mandy I Mitchell. Feel like it's I am. Like... 
Ooh. a kind of person who does this too. Yes. He's like, I'm just going to call you this other thing. And I mean, you're like, you're excuse like, That's me. not my name. Yeah. And I was going to say kind of do, but I have met women like this too who are like, my <laughs> thing is I gave you a nickname and that gives us a special relationship. And it's like, <laughs> excuse me, I did not consent to this. Like, um, that's so, so ridiculous. Yeah. Old, Mac- old Matt Donald can he can leave for this one. He can like, fuck right off. He can, yeah. he can go to jail. Seriously. So none of the girls are there yet when one Rev arrives. They're all, like, doing their morning hair and makeup. Yeah. Um, and so she gets to talk to all the guys. Unfortunately, they're, like, all paired off except for Connor, who immediately is like, I'm really struggling, man. Kaylin blindsided me, and I'm heartbroken. And she's like, well, you're single, so let's go on this date. I and think. I think Connor is so cute until he opens his mouth, and then I'm like, honey. I know, <laughs> yes. He is so cute. I think Emma has a similar. Also, I think, yeah, well, I'm, like, I'm not into him holistically, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the look. But the look. The look. The look. And I think he's a sweetheart, but he. And I think he's, he's also yeah. very, very Midwestern. Like when he said he mm. was from Michigan, I was like, oh, I get I, I'm yeah. from Michigan. So I was like, I get it. <laughs> I, know I was like, you. I grew yeah. up with 30 dudes just like That's you. That's the thing is that I. I have an aversion to that. So, like, the Midwesternness to me is always such a huge (laughs) turnoff. Um, but there, there's a that you know that's because I I crave difference in my relationships. Right. Um, You're and, like Long Island Jew. Exactly. Yeah. Because oh, like same. I bring the Midwestern mm-hmm. in my relationship. I there's only room for one. Exactly. <laughs> and I love that Rev, like everyone else who t- who's into Connor, is just like sums up her appeal to his appeal to her as like Connor. You know, he's definitely super really tall. tall. <laughs> He's very tall. Handsome, very handsome and tall. Okay. And he has a personality that seems good, probably. Yeah, so basically, Connor is the male Brie. Because every time yeah. they describe Brie, they're like, she's, you know, a model. Yeah. <laughs> like the well, only descriptor they that use for Brie is the, a model. Basically, the only person we hear describe Brie, really, is, is Matt Donald. <laughs> so I'm going to pin some of that on him. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we would but put... We, if I asked Matt, Matt Donald to describe me, I would be really scared about what would come oh, out. Yeah. It would just be oh black. Oh, my God. Let's definitely <laughs> not do that. Yeah, I don't think we need any more of Matt Donald, like, in general. I would watch a YouTube series about just asking him to describe this. Oh, God. <laughs> Feeling triggered already. Um, so they have, a, like, a fun date. They get balloon animals. They make out. Uh, she's like, at least he didn't sulk the whole time. So let's call the date a success. It seemed like both of them had a good time, but also both of them were not that into each other. Yeah. It felt very yeah. mutual because when Connor kind of expresses that he didn't click with Rev later, like she also seems to not have clicked with him. Uh, Rev clearly came in and was like, I got this date card. I'm going on the date. I'm going to hang out and then I'm going to leave at the rose ceremony because like none of this shit is worth getting involved mm-hmm. in. Um Meanwhile, Demi and Christian are starting to have some issues that become a really big plot point this week. Um, Christian apparently is very uh, touchy uh, with her friends as well as her partners. I really relate to Christian. I'm an incredibly affectionate person with everyone that I (laughs) feel at all comfortable with. (laughs) And I'm not. So as for (laughs) Emma's not getting the same level of physical touch back from me and I'm like, is it going to cause insecurity? I don't know. I had a friend once tell me, she's like, you never hug me. And I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) Like, I was like, I never thought about that. I didn't know there was like an expectation. Like, it just doesn't occur to me. But it does occur to Christian. Mm -hmm. She's always giving, like, playful shoves to the other women or, like, cuddling with them. And Demi is starting to feel like, oh, she's seeking that elsewhere because I'm not giving it to her. But it's not fair because I just hate PDA. It's gross. 
Did you guys buy this from Demi? Because we did see her making out with Derek a lot in public. Well, I felt like it was kind of what she ends up disclosing later is that she's she has a lot of anxiety. She's still grappling with what it means to be out, what it means to be queer, um, what that looks like, how other people will react to it, what that will mean to her community back home. And so it seems like she's projecting those anxieties Mm -hmm. onto Christian and it's coming out in this weird way where she's. She's like, yeah, I don't like to see her be touchy with other people. But it's not it, it seems to be less that than the fact that it reminds her that she feels that she's lacking in this way due to her own internal right. insecurities. I thought this, yeah. was, this was all fascinating. I, I, really I thought it was the most interesting. Their relationship is the most interesting mm-hmm. part of these episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Christian is also just like the best human. I'm yeah. kind of obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. She should have a podcast. She's great. Well, she's, she <laughs> seems like really wise and emotionally intelligent I and want her to patient. Be my therapist. Me too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want I want to be I would like a nice friendship Christian mm-hmm. hug. It seems very yeah. warm and comforting. Yeah. Very supportive. I mean, I thought this was really interesting too. And I think, you know, something that a lot of straight, you know, people like myself who would probably want to consider ourselves allies fall into is this idea of like, oh, it's 2019. Like, who wouldn't feel comfortable coming out? Like, everyone is just going to gay pride parades. And like, I see all kinds of people dating. I have so many gay friends. But that absolutely does not mean that there is no discomfort in in the experience of starting to openly date people of the same sex Mm -hmm. or to express your gender identity differently, whatever that might mean. And it's good to be like reminded that these are conversations that are happening and that there is still this fear and this anxiety that can that can bubble up for a lot of people in these communities. Um, it's not something that's been like fixed and it's over. Right. It's still something that, that a lot of people have to actively work through because there is still a lot of prejudice. Mm-hmm. I was listening to one podcast where it's like, oh, in other countries, you know, there's still – like homophobia, and I was like, the what? president is like basically like, trying to like kick gay people out of the military. Like, I mean, it's not like <laughs> what do you that mean? doesn't Other exist countries? here. Oh it's my still, god, it's still very Look, common like, and powerful here. Yes, ju- just because we have, you know, expanded the dialogue on gender identity, on right. sexual identity in in this country, because you know we we have a more sophisticated language as a culture to talk about these mm-hmm. things, does not mean that there is not homophobia anymore. Right. Yeah. Exactly. There there is a lot of it and I think especially, you know, Demi has spoken about coming growing up in a pretty conservative community. Mm-hmm. She's also only 24. I have a a lot of friends who um, you know, came out in various capacities in their mid to late 20s. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and she's just in the midst of that thing and added to that she's aware that it's all going to be broadcast on national television. Exactly. And yeah. that's a really I would imagine that that adds a ton of anxiety mm-hmm. like that yeah. like, like only naturally it's like it's weird because we as a society like i i you know you don't people are like i don't see how all these celebrities get all these hate mail but i'm like i don't want to know what demi's dms look like right now oh my god like yeah. it's like i she gave me such anxiety because i knew what she was crying about was actually the social media reaction because like mm-hmm. i see a lot of acclaim and, and applause and people are loving it but a lot of it is also like it's like she's like I'm I this is a big moment. This is a massive moment for me personally and I'm doing this for myself but also like representing a whole community yes, which a, is on a wild. on a massive national platform 
and you're breaking ground because we've we I mean we've had bisexual women but we've never had an openly queer woman in a queer relationship right. on this franchise and this franchise yeah. is notoriously white it is notoriously <laughs> conservative yeah. it is like they are it it, it right, scares me exactly a yeah. progressive progressive no. rainbow bastion oh you know? yeah. yes and a lot of the reaction is really negative yeah. and like a lot of it is also shrouded in this sort of like. I have no problem with Homophobia. homosexuality. It's just that they shouldn't have been allowed to come on the show. And I'm like, oh, the way you're phrasing that makes me yeah, feel like. Yeah, it's like, like I don't. Mm. If you have to phrase something, I don't have a problem with X. But, yeah. But, but like, <laughs> I yeah. mean, as, a, as a black part woman, of it. Yeah. I get a lot of. I mean, I. I just I'm not racist, but, but and it's like if you, if you have, have to, to qualify that, like, <laughs> like, like I, I like if you you if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race and you love like you know Troy Sivan, like you sure, but like y- you need to acknowledge that these are real people living real lives, and and I think this past summer in reality television we were having these amazing conversations about being gender fluid and about queer yeah. and are you the one if you again, again guys yes. if you haven't uh, seen so it good. I cried at the finale Me too. like if no if spoilers you, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, like if you want to but if you want to if you want that's another we saw a story of a man grappling with his queerdom yeah. and and the and the the dynamics of that and especially on a national platform like that part scares me the most can you imagine going yeah. through something so big in front of strangers no the whole world and strangers and i never would go on the show but never. also oh, especially maybe. with the additional pressure it depends on who's the best but i was really gl- <laughs> <laughs> sorry mike <laughs> if only i know, I know. Um, i'm so sad but slide into amanda's DMs. I was, just yeah. don't call her man to the mic. <laughs> yeah. mike mike wills nick vial come through <laughs> i am single come talk to me yes 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 oh yes i'm a nick vial style like stan <laughs> Oh, my God, that man. Um, anyway. Uh, so, uh, s- sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so back to Christian and Demi. Yeah. They, I, having, I was just really yeah. glad that Demi arrived at the ability to, like, articulate that this was what was going on. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it would otherwise, if I were Christian, I would be very confused as to why she suddenly felt such anxiety about PDA. I also liked that Christian... With me specifically. ...was able like. to express to Demi both a lot of compassion but also still articulate her needs yeah you know which I think is just a really difficult thing to do in a relationship and I she did you know was able to also explain to Demi why you know physical affection to her friends and her family is also important to her and kind of draw these Mm -hmm. really healthy boundaries yeah while also leaving space for you know discomfort and growth and I thought yeah I thought that this was just like an example of a really um wonderful working through of a pain point in a relationship it was I I it was almost like we were seeing Christian sort of teach Demi how to like have a incredibly communicative productive conversation and Demi was like really meeting her at that level yeah. which was great um that they were both able to say like here's my personal anxiety and how it's manifesting towards you and like I want to establish that 
I'm happy with you and I want this to work out, but also maybe something uh, needs to change in what I'm getting from you and also something needs to change in what I'm giving to you. And that's like just like the most beautiful, and that's healthy hard way to of do. doing it. I think this is yeah. the most emotionally mature conversation I've ever seen on this yeah. franchise. Yeah, I, I honestly like, aspire to emulate this, this one day. Yeah, I was too. like, I was like, if I get like, a man who can talk notes. to me like this. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, I, I know. know. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> they do not exist. Um, if they do, I mean, well, I can't have conversations like that, so it's never worked out. <laughs> I am single. Um, so, uh, meanwhile, JPJ and Tasha are having uh, a special evening together. He the finds prom. out she never got asked to prom. This was so charming. I know JPJ is problematic. <laughs> yeah, but, like, but he like, is, but I also was thought, charmed by the two yeah. of them. The thought of this was just like, I was like, oh, no, this is... It was just they fun cute. together. It was cute. Mm-hmm. He gets her a corsage in a giant plastic box. <sighs> um, they dress up. They dress up into fancy attire. Uh, he's spelled out the words prom and balloons <laughs> on a palapa. I loved it. Um, loved he, it so much. And he's like, how did you not go to prom? And he's like, were you a bookworm? And I was like, excuse, excuse me, me, sir. I went to prom and I, went I read to prom. a lot of books. I, how yeah. dare you, John Paul Jones? Did anyone, quote unquote, ask me? Like, I'm sorry. No. John Paul Jones, you Same. were going to prom six years ago. Tasha was going a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah. Things changed a lot in those four years. You know, society became much more accepting of of bookworms. Of nerds. Um, And she's like, no, I was just an awkward duckling. It's impossible for me to imagine this. She's like preternaturally poised and beautiful and perfect looking. But (laughs) I know. But (laughs) again, this was a decade ago. So Mm. sure. Uh, They dance. Everyone else joins them. And it's just a beautiful high school evening. Meanwhile, Blake is still there. Remember? No. No. Uh, yes. I completely forgot. <laughs> he's like really in his... <laughs> I remember how he yes. goes home now. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's in his feelings oh, for Christina. It's brutal. <laughs> yeah. He pulls the, the line that is now just really great to me every time I hear it, which is like, she will be the mother of my children. Yeah. Um, and his wife. Okay. Blake... This was I. This was grasping at straws. Like this was I. Oh, yeah. I've never. I felt like I was watching a man just invent a relationship that did not exist, or that used to exist, and that he actively rejected. He actively yeah. tried not to have when Which, she wanted. Again, it. Yeah. he is allowed to do that. And by I, I sincerely love the fact that Christina is not having it. Like she has no interest. She is so. <laughs> she sees what he's doing, and she's like. Nah, Bruton dude, you nah, brah, no, no. It's crazy to me that she gave it as much of a chance as she did because Same. then you know. Well, I think there's something seductive about the idea that like someone you did connect with yeah. mm-hmm. might come back around, and for for years, like yeah. I was just like, can someone who I've just already met just come back and <laughs> like I'm so tired, yeah. I don't want to like do concept this. of little black book. I think, yeah. The movie, yes, <laughs> wow, deep cut. a real Brittany deep cut. Murphy. But yeah, um, I mean, yeah, no, it's it's really it's mm-hmm. really appealing to think that like I already had these feelings for this person. If they just decide that they liked me too, then like instant relationship. Like plus that bad feeling I had from being dumped is like erased. Mm-hmm. In practice, Christina's finding it does not work out that way, but he is ready to make those visions of her as the mother of his children a reality. So he makes her a date card, and he does his signature move of scattering some rose mm-hmm. petals on some cushions and getting some sort of platter of food. Yeah, where'd he get that? I mean, they there's a kitchen. 
What was that food? Uh, but there was something on the plate that I could not identify. I it was looked, trying to. It looked like Rice Krispie Treat balls on skewers. I don't know. They did not eat them Disgusting. because she arrives for the date and sits and immediately is like, listen, you're sweet. I cannot get there, though. <laughs> but no. Um, and she's like, it would be misleading of me to keep trying to be open to this when I, I can't get there. And she does say something sort of interesting, which is either a, an easy letdown or the truth, which is that the setting is too much pressure and it's making it impossible for her to, like, tell whether they're actually into each other wow. or whether it's just safe. I, I think that that makes a lot of sense, that was, especially yeah. because they did have a prior relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, Right. Which made me wonder, like, is she going to be like, we should chat later? Maybe. Or was this like a total cutoff? Like, I guess unclear. I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I think I, yeah. I did actually enjoy this. Enjoy this breakup might be the wrong <laughs> word, but I, I thought this, <laughs> that this was interesting to watch because you could tell that there was underlying it like an actual friendship, an actual basis of care for each other yeah. underneath it, and so you could see that Christina was actually very sad to hurt her friend hurt someone that she right, had yeah. real history with even though it was obviously the right thing to do and like Definitely. Blake mm-hmm. was way down a path that he had no business being down and it you yeah. know I think yeah. she was literally pulling him back like like yeah. I just need to bring you back down to earth because you <laughs> and I are on completely different planets yeah and like I need you to remind you like you hurt me deeply you and I can forgive you for that but I need time that's not in this crazy stressful yeah, environment. she can't just be like his best option for having a good paradise. Because that's what he wants. Right. And you can see how he gets this sort of, when he gets excited about the possibility of dating a new woman on Paradise, he gets this look on his face that reminds me of a character who's like about to break into song in a musical. <laughs> and so it's like, he's like gearing himself up for this romantic mm-hmm. aria and she's just like, cut the music. Yeah. She's like, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. And it's like the best thing she can do because that aria would be like disconnected from reality. Exactly. But it did, he's so downtrodden that like, I started to feel bad for him. I think this was a, a good thing for him. Yeah, I think you to counter- Balance it. Yeah, it's like he's he's just so such a sad sack that you like can't not feel bad like, for him. Yeah, it's yeah. I felt so bad for him, but also like I think he's just such a romantic. Yeah, and like, but he doesn't. He's a, a romantic who's also a bad communicator. Yes. yes. So like, Abs- no, that's so absolutely it. The fact that he's so such a poor communicator. Like sometimes I'm like, you dig yourself deeper because you, you're a people ple- people pleaser. You want to make everyone happy, but also like you're doing bad things because you're impulsive. Yeah. And so you can't. You like he's still holding on to the idea that like. America's rooting for him. America wanted him to be the bachelor. And when he got his heart broken by Becca, everyone was like, bah, bah, bah. Yeah, I'd forgotten but, about that. Like, but he, it's like also, you did some really heinous stuff yeah, to right. a lot of women and never really, and tried to victimize your way out of it, like John Paul Joe's and every other man on the season. But like, you, yeah. it's it just, it, he, I think Blake needs to like, I mean, A, therapy, but B, he needs like somebody to sit him down and be like, this is what you're doing wrong, and you need to just take some time off. Be If you want to date around, date around. If you want to schmooze and you want to get all these women in your DMs sliding up in there, all the attention, go ahead. Go get it. Go get it. You want to do that? Do that. If you want to be in a relationship, be in a relationship. But yeah. don't try to do Pick both. a no. lane, Blake. I think he's one of those people <laughs> who is like, 
Um, he's a romantic, but mm-hmm. he only knows about the beginning part of romance. And, like, <laughs> it's oh like the God. girl who's always looking for her, like, love story, mm-hmm. rom-com moment. Um, that doesn't really translate necessarily to enjoying the humdrum realities of, like, being in a committed relationship. Yeah. And so he's chasing that high. He, like, he um, thinks he's Michael Barton and, and never been kissed, but he doesn't think about the actual real-life ramifications of having to explain why you're a teacher dating this yes, idea, this exactly. person you thought was your student. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, it's like, think ahead a like, little think, bit, Take buddy. steps forward. And he's like, I think our issue. story is so beautiful. And I'm like, you don't... Mm, what story? Mm, your book yeah. is a page long. Yeah, the story where we dated and then I, like, I decided to fuck some other girls instead mm-hmm. and then you and yelled at me on a dune buggy <laughs> and then I decided you were the best option I had left. Like, come on, man. And also, she was actively trying to fuck his world up. Yeah. <laughs> like, Although, I do think she kind of wanted mm. to get his attention again. And then when oh, she no, got that's... it, she was like, do I want the attention? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. She, yeah. she like, wanted to, she was like, I'm going to, she wanted to be the villain until he, she got his attention back. And then when she got it, she was like, no, no, yeah. keep it away. Exactly. I mean, who hasn't, like, obsessed over getting the attention of a man? And oh. then the minute you get it, you're like, you're like oh, no, thank you. This that's, was, that's, I, that's I actually preferred I the part where I was pining over you. Ooh, that was my entire life from 2009 to 2019. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A beautiful decade. Love it. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we break down a whole lot more from week six of Bachelor in Paradise. If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't? (laughs) Turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux Home blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. And their products make the perfect gifts too. I would certainly love to be given something from Barefoot Dreams. I just acquired the robe and it is like the softest robe I have ever put on my body. It's so cozy. It's so warm. It's beautiful. It has a nice drape and weight to it. I wear it whenever I have the opportunity. I just want to wear it constantly. And I think everyone should have that kind of comfort and coziness in their lives. For Love to See It with Emma and Claire listeners, you can get 15% off of your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code LTSI15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. 
It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, high Tyler Cameron, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. Plus, they're dedicated to really thoughtful craftsmanship that honestly stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time and they'll send you updates every step of the way. I have long been an article girly, like every room of my house my house, my apartment, <laughs> you can see article furniture in. Most recently, we updated our balcony, you know, just in time. It's finally balcony season yes. again, finally warming up in New York. And I have been out there with my coffee, sitting in the toady beach sand dining chair, which is a great little lounger for a small space. Again, New York City apartment. And uh, it just really like elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it. So comfortable, so chic. Also can withstand a whole lot of rain. So important. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. 
Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real life situations, and delivered with conversation based teaching. So you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award winning link. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award winning language courses are backed by their 20 day money back guarantee. I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for three weeks, and it was so helpful, just kind of giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. Before we get back to the show, do you need more here to make friends in your life? Check out our video series at youtube.com slash HuffPost. It's a little different from the podcast. Every week we highlight standout moments from each episode and award superlatives. Again, you can find us at youtube.com slash HuffPost or at HuffPost.com. And we are coming to Chicago on Wednesday, September 25th for another live show. We'll be at the Newport Theater recapping episode four of season one of The Bachelor, which you can check out on TubiTV.com. And we'll be joined by one of our very favorite recappers, Allie Barthwell of the Vulture Bachelor recap. And hey, maybe some surprise guests. You can find those tickets at the link in our Instagram bio and in our show notes. And now back to the show. It's time for for night two because we end on Blake's limo exit. Um, he's just so sad. He's not enough for anyone, for Becca, for Hannah. He's not enough for Christina. I was like, Sir, this is the you are telling yourself a false narrative. He really is. This is why he needs like, he needs to do like game tape therapy. He needs yes. the therapist to like stop the game tape and be like, here's where you went off the rails. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so night two. Um, the Demi and Christian stuff is still continuing, but I think that we kind of very thoroughly discussed that. <laughs> um, JPJ and Tasha are um, are chatting about why she needs nice clothes. Okay, I really hated this. Me too. He's like, oh, you like nice clothes. That must be evidence that, what, you're so materialistic that your happiness in a relationship would only come from material things. Right. That is insane. I like nice clothes, so, but th- I also what? Yeah, appreciate emotional so fulfillment. I don't remember any of this. JPJ <laughs> says, like, do you really need nice things? And she's like, yeah. <gasps> and he's like, but why? And she's like, well, I like them. Like, it's okay for me to like them. What's yes, the problem? It is. And he's like, it's not a deal breaker. Very generous of him. Wow. But... I want to know that if we're in a relationship, that your happiness would come from our relationship and not material goods. And she is like, good job, John Paul Jones. We're talking about real issues. And I was like, hold up. She seems hammered. She seems hammered this whole time. She's very drunk. (laughs) But I was like, I was like, dude, you just told her that you expect all her happiness to come from you, which is, I'm going to say this, not very healthy. Nope. Like, I'm not saying that your your happiness should all come from, like, designer purses. (laughs) No. But, like, it's almost like you're saying, like, you shouldn't have anything you need in your life to, like— Other than me. —that makes you happy other than me. Never. Absolutely not (laughs) okay. so irresponsible. And also, like, doesn't JPJ work in tech? 
Like the, I think the, he's in finance. So, so <laughs> either so way, like, look, I think I you're surrounded. Stir, yeah, he just that's stirs thing, a pot though. of money all day, I and that's like, okay for him. I feel like this was a veiled, like, "Are you just a gold digger?" Yes. conversation. And I was mm-hmm. like, "You're obsessed with her, and you've been pursuing her the entire and, like, time." And now it, you think it's a bad thing that you might, you know, that she likes yeah. nice things and you have money. Like, I don't know. Also, I just think I'm JPJ, even reading too much into it. JPJ, this entire season, it was just, just weird. He just confirmed he's 24 years old. Like oh, everything, yeah. everything he times he opens his mouth this season. I'm like, you are a 24-year-old man who has never dated anyone. But he's been looking for his wife for 18 years. And <laughs> I mean, if you start looking when you're six. I know. Like, it's, it's, it's... I mean, I started looking for my husband at seven years old. And, I mean, you know. it's normal. And it, it takes a while to find the exact perfect person that you no. pictured in your head when you were six years old. Yeah. But, like, eventually, uh, John Paul Jones found Tasha, And the only problem is that she likes nice clothes. Yeah. And, like, they're going to work through it. God. Um, so <laughs> Hannah and Dylan get a date card. Um, Guys, I loved. The, I just don't care. I know it's I don't they're care. so sweet. No, what I loved was that Clay tries to bet Chris that they'll end up engaged at the end. And Chris is like, at no point have I disagreed with you. They're I, both like, I yeah, also yeah, think yeah. they will end up engaged. We are, we are betting engaged. on the same side yeah. of this. Chris is like, do you understand what bets are? <laughs> but like, Clay is like, but you understand what I mean, right? <laughs> also, Clay sounds like he's talking through a pillowcase. I am sorry. That is true. I like that everyone is just openly like, who will get engaged? Definitely Dylan and Hannah. Yeah. We've never heard the group surmise about who will get engaged right. before. That's a new thing yeah. this season. But also, like, I just don't care about Dylan and Hannah. Yeah, I don't because I don't care about a piece of white paper slipping into a manila envelope. Wow, I love that. <laughs> like, like they're, they're sweet. I wish the best for them. They seem like nice people. Yeah. Like I don't. I, yeah, they're like, very. Like, they are. They're very much white bread. If you want to root for mediocrity, but it's also that's fine. it's not even just that they're white bread, which they super are. It's that we like never see them mm-hmm. and so like all we know about them really is that they love each other is that they love each <laughs> and other great. and hannah is extremely blonde and every guy wanted to date her yeah and like now they're together she, yeah she's like he's just loves me despite my imperfections what? which we have not seen i guess that she did not commit to him right away um, that's her, remember, her only remember that remember um, that remember when she turned on my boyfriend wills yeah how dare she Still that mad. was, but she found love with this guy Dylan, who yeah. I still know almost nothing about. I mean, yeah, if you know nothing about him and we know nothing about her, I guess they must be perfect together because we have nothing. <laughs> they, we don't need to know. They, they're gonna ride off into the sunset and become Instagram influencers, and we'll never hear. Oh yeah, from they're them gonna again. make so much money. It's um, fine. So they end up. The date is a child's birthday party at like a family home. I hope that they paid that family so much. Me money. too. But the food. Looked incredible. It looked oh, very. Yeah. It looked like a fun party. And like, like Dylan seems party. to enjoy hanging out with kids. Like <laughs> he's sweet. He's mm-hmm. very natural with the little boys. Mm-hmm. I think it was like it a was, little boy's birthday. Yeah, it was really cute. He was, he was like sweet. playing with them. Hannah makes tortillas while he's doing this, which gives him the opportunity to say, "I think Hannah's going to be an amazing wife. Oh, I think she's going to be an even better mom." Um, I just. Start- I mean, okay. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, they sit down alone and he's like I was thinking about the difference between falling in love and being in love and it made me realize I'm already in love with you <laughs> and she says that she loves him too and Dylan's like there's a real possibility I told my wife I loved her today and Hannah says I told a guy I'm really into that I loved him <laughs> and he said it back and I was like Hannah when you phrase it that way you make it sound like you're just like into this guy and you said I love you like on a lark <laughs> like that's it's a very weird way to put it yeah like 
I know they put so much weight and gravity into saying I love you, but like the way Hannah did it, I was like, oh, honey. Like, I know. I was you... like, there's so many people on the show being like, I don't just throw I love yous around. And Hannah's like, I don't know. I'm into him. I yeah. dig him. So, so like, I love, I love, I love him. him. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, she's saying it like the way I say it to like, you like, know. Love ya. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Like, oh, my God. Love you. See you soon. Yeah. Bye. Love you, buddy. <laughs> oh, so sweet. Um, And then Dylan accidentally shouts Mayamo Hannah <laughs> off. And they're like, that means terrace. your name is Hannah. <laughs> and Hannah seems to have some solid basic, yeah. like, yeah, elementary she's... level mm-hmm. Spanish going on. So she helps him understand that you it's don't... actually Yo Amo Hannah, which, honestly, you could just cut the Yo yeah. if I'm remembering my Spanish lessons correctly. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> close enough. Not gonna fight you on that one. Close enough. I took eight years of Spanish. Speak none of it. Because <laughs> I think usually you would say like te amo because te the yo amo. is, in, yeah. the yo yeah, is implied yo. by the tense. Yeah. Um, listen, I would fit in so great in Mexico. Um, <laughs> you want to go? No, I would. I would be so embarrassing. I would be so hot. And I loved that later Dylan showed a little self awareness and was like, he's they like, were all I, clapping because I looked like such a dumbass. And I was like, yeah, he's like, I really correct. looked like an idiot. And like, that that was the most charming I found Dylan. I'm like, oh, you do have personality yeah. and self awareness. We've just not seen any <laughs> right. of it. That's cool. And yeah, they were la- they were just like clapping, like oh. Good attempt. Yeah. Good attempt, you young, tried, white boy. young white boy. I really, oh. again, I hope they paid this family so much money. Oh, I hope so. But also the show has a, a budget of like six, seven dollars. Oh, God. <laughs> like, well, it depresses. That's why mm-hmm. they have to pay families instead of and That's why on. they got someone's random wedding parade to exactly. go dance with Chris and Katie. Uh, exactly. Um, so meanwhile, Clay and Angela get a date card. Um, they're all... Uh, Clay this and should Angela? be like the... Uh, whoa. Clay and Nicole. <laughs> Jesus. Freudian slip from wow. my note-taking last night. Uh, so I slid in Angela's DMs last week to tell her that I love her. <laughs> I have never done that for a Bachelor contestant ever in my life. But I was literally was like, I just want to let you know. Like, I was totally on your team with all of this. <laughs> like, I bet she's getting so much hate, oh, too. I know. That's why I was like, yeah. I just want to make sure you Gotta know. Gotta counterbalance that. <laughs> like, but, like... The Clay and Nicole get a date, and I think at this point everyone should be figuring out that Paradise is basically over because yes. they're starting to give out date cards mm-hmm. to the existing couples. Um, and Connor is feeling this. He's like, I haven't found what Clay and Nicole have, which in my view is like just okay. Mm-hmm. But he wants that, and he, he wants to see Whitney Fransway, who he connected with at the wedding the Bachelor editors have a lot of fun with this. He's yeah. rhapsodizing about their connection. He's like, we have so much. We have a deep connection. We have so much in common. And cut to, like, gauzy mm-hmm. footage of him being like, I'm from the Midwest. And she's like, I'm cool. from the Midwest. And they're like, we're both from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I love this. I thought it was so <laughs> shady in the best way. Like, I love when the Paradise editors have fun with, yeah, with yeah. the editing. You oh, love tacos great. in the office? Same. I love tacos in the yeah. office. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You love charcuterie boards? <laughs> so do I. Oh, my God. You love margaritas. I love margaritas. Listen, you have to start somewhere. It's uh, true. In the Midwest, in this case. Definitely. He literally <laughs> is like, if Kaylin hadn't pulled me away when I was chatting with Whitney, Maybe this everything could have been different. And I was like, yes, you'd be married to Whitney right now. What are you talking about? Like, barely any time has passed. Like, it's been, like, four days. Yeah. And also, like... Also, what? You Whitney then, was not in paradise. Right, Whitney right. wasn't there. So Were you, you still would have been with Kaylin, probably. Yeah, right. would you leave to go with... What? What's the thought process? Like, why are you... Like, what is this mental gymnastics that The you're wheels going are not through? turning correctly. Like, he's like, it all would have been different. I would have been pining for Whitney, but, like would have not been able to be with her because she's not here and 
Paradise would have sucked just as much. Oh, like Connor, you okay, poor, buddy. sweet angel, innocent angel. Um, <laughs> so he starts doing this, like, if she doesn't come in the next five minutes, I'm going to leave. And they do a little more fun work here, mm-hmm. repeatedly cutting to the stairs. Because usually when someone says, I'm just waiting for Whitney to walk down the stairs, they come down. They cut to them mm-hmm. coming down the stairs. The, the Paradise editors were like, look, people got to start leaving the beach. We need, like, an ending we've never seen before. Right. We're not letting them meet. In paradise. Oh, 100%. The producers talk to Connor and they're like, if you're sure you want to go. You got to go now. Yeah. We understand. Let's get you in the limo. Meanwhile, they were like, Whitney. Send Whitney in Send Whitney Yeah. We got her. Like, there's, they definitely would not have allowed that to happen. Mm-hmm. It's not like he just gets up and walks out without any production involved. Oh, no. But, they they were fully, like, we very heavy something handed. different. Like, it was yeah. so highly produced. It, but it, if... Uh, I were Whitney, I'd be so mad that they held me in holding. Yeah. Until the last, basically the last day of Paradise. Oh, yeah. They held me in holding, and then they were like, like, there's no way that there wasn't some rigamorous happening here. And then, like, we weren't, like, this is rigatry. Like, this, like, they did this for this narrative. They, there was oh, no yeah. other reason why. Absolutely. And I always feel bad for the people who come in right at the end, but especially oh, if I came in and they were like, oh, Connor just left, I'd be like, I'm, and he was talking about wanting to meet you. I'd be like, really, guys? Like, you guys mm-hmm. control all of this. You don't. Okay, fine. But then again, I feel like if I was involved in this show at any point, I feel like I would turn to production and be like, really? Really? This exactly. is what you think of at me? At every point, I would be like, how dare you, like, sirs and you ma'ams. respect me so little that this well, is what actually, you do? Probably, I, I would fall into it, befriend them, and then just be weeping all the time. <laughs> if I'm being honest. I mean, yes, I am that's such a skeptic. Um, so, but I do think Whitney comes in ready to make the most of it. She's mm-hmm. wearing one of the more daring versions of the Entering Paradise mm-hmm. outfit. She's that wearing bikini. a white bikini and a crochet sarong. She's dressed to get attention. Everyone is like, Whitney, why are you here? Connor just left and he really wanted to meet you. She's like, well, then I guess I'll leave too. Yeah. They cut Hello it, so and it's like, goodbye. Chase is like, well, you know, he's not so far away. And I was like, wow, you're really doing a rom-com, like, climax scene Wait, Chase edit is still right there? now. Yes, yes. At this point, Chase is still there. Ew. Um, and so <laughs> she hops back in, still in her bikini, goes to the hotel and is like, I hope he has his shirt off. And he does. And he does. Okay. Romance. Again, who opens the door in any door, even in your hotel room, without a shirt on? I didn't think it was that weird. They're at like a beachfront hotel. I'm going to say that I also it's, it's because the Bachelor producers were, were like, like, Whitney's here and she wants to <laughs> yeah, see her please, shirt off. Please take your shirt off. Oh, I mean, absolutely. But I didn't think be. it was like that weird. And it makes me think of how I feel when I'm on vacation at a place like that and I'm at the pool and it feels so normal to be in my swimsuit. And then as soon as I walk into the lobby, I'm like, why am I naked? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, like weird. Everyone's looking at me. But Context I still based. do end up in the lobby of a beachfront hotel half naked. Of course. <laughs> it's part of it. But Definitely. it's That's just the, point. the contextual psychology mm-hmm. of it is so weird. Um, and so they just like hang out in the hotel room and... He's like, she's here and she's gorgeous. And then he, like, puts his hand all the way over the couch to put it on her knee. Yeah, he reached far. He didn't even reach to her closest knee. He reached to, like, her furthest knee But while kind of leaning his body back, his long arms really came in handy. Yeah, because he's, like, what, seven feet tall? Yeah. He's cousin Greg. He's... <laughs> like he is, but the 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 romantic version of cousin Greg, who yeah. has a beautiful romantic ending, mm-hmm. and we're like love. They're making it on the balcony. I was like, we've barely seen these two people speak even once, even <laughs> less than Dylan and Hannah. 
Um, but that's their that's their right off into the sunset moment. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Nicole and Clay are getting ready to go on their date, and Nicole's like, sometimes I just like almost accidentally say I love you to Clay. It's so hard to hold back, and uh, Clay's is wavering. He's waffling. I don't feel like he's wavering. I feel like he's he just not sure if he's in love with her after, you know. It. You think he's not into her? I, I, I disagree. Her. I disagree. I'm feeling I think he's things like, cooling off. I think he's on his end. I think he's cautious. I think he's not <laughs> in love with her. He's cautious, but I also feel like this is clearly a pattern for Clay yeah. where he comes on strong mm-hmm. and is like, yeah, you're wonderful. Fair. I think you're so amazing. You're not like the last girl I dated. Ugh. You're so sexy. You're so you're just like. J-Lo. You're different. You're different. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it's like, I've never said I love you. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid to move the relationship forward. And it's like, if it, it's not clearly just the show. It's clear oh, no. that he has I, a pattern. I, I agree. Does. I do think he has a pattern. And I have, I, think, yeah. I have dated guys like that before where it's like, it, it's like as soon as you are like, okay, I'll buy into this narrative mm-hmm. that you're telling. Then they suddenly kind of freak out and pull back. And yeah. and that... It, it sucks. I don't. I don't think Clay's like a bad dude who's going into relationships, no. t- trying to hurt people. But no. I no. think he love bombs people. He literally yeah. like he loves yeah. you. He loves you. He loves you. And then like the minute that you show any kind of inkling of 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 you know interest, and especially it was horrible because also Nicole, as we've seen on the show, seems to love very hard and fast and aggressively. And she seems to be very passionate and, like, the people she brings into her world, she cares about and she cares about Mm -hmm. them a lot. And I think for Clay to do this, he kind of – I think he met his match in terms of, like – like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna love you so much, and then as soon as she repro- re- like reciprocates, he's like, oh, oh, no, oh, no, this is, this is too much. Yeah. Because we saw how it manifested in it last week with with Angela and how like she was like, as soon as something got in her way, she was like, oh no, and he was like, but I still got feelings for her. So I, sorry, but I still got feelings for her. Um, but he's he's he I he's. Again, therapy. But he's got a lot to work through. Yeah. And uh, his priorities are off. But his priorities just, are going to the gym. I, st- I mean, which is valid because he's an athlete and mm-hmm. I get that. But, like, I I do feel like he love bombs. And I feel like he th- th- therefore tends to attract women who are eager for commitment okay. and who see him as a really good choice for that mm-hmm. because he seems reliable and all in and like a nice guy. And then he starts to be like, I don't know. I just feel like you're my best friend on the beach. Right. And like, it's nice to see you every morning. <laughs> and I was like, that's not the level of intensity no. that you were approaching this at a week ago. And she is confused. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting because like we've actually never seen this from because we've never seen him on the show long enough to get to that's this point. True. Like if he hadn't it's gotten awful. injured on Becca season, what would have happened? Well, I do think also that The Bachelor is- and The Bachelorette. The, the unique psychology of that mm-hmm. changes people's patterns in this way where you it keeps you on the hook trying mm-hmm. to win the person. He's like one Nicole now. Right. And that changes things, which mm-hmm. is why we often see a really different side of people on Paradise. I love that. Um, and so uh, they kind of end in this place where she's like, I get it. Like, you don't want to move too fast. But like, if I'm going to move or like introduce you to my family, I'm going to need you to say I love you at some point. And he's like, OK. Um, 
And meanwhile, Tasha is drawing JPJ like one of her French girls. Again, she's so drunk she's during so this. Drunk. So drunk. Like, but the whole thing was was pretty funny. They're just laughing the whole time. Like, I think these are the two people who have made the most of the fact that there's so little to do in mm-hmm. paradise. Like, yeah. they're just always doing very random activities, building like, sandcastles. Right, like they, well, they're the ones who know to ask production, "Can you get me X item?" Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. They always have, like, something to do other than sit around, like, draped Staring over each, each other. other. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they seem out. to have a lot of fun. And is it probably amplified by all the margaritas? Yeah. Yes. yes but it's, there's but a having fun. They're having fun. I think Wells gives you a heavy pour. Like, I feel like because he's not an actual bartender. He's I would love like... confirmation on that. I mean, especially because they only get two drinks an hour. Yeah, exactly. That's still, that's a, still, lot. still, still a lot. Still a lot. I mean, drinks. Derek said that Wells' margaritas are bad. So oh. <laughs> maybe it's too much tequila. We'll never yeah, maybe know. they're bad because it's too much tequila. It's not bad because they're weak. That's yeah. not a bad margarita. In Derek, my book. It, depends, call me. it depends on the quality of the tequila. Yeah. And um, I feel like it's. We can't afford Patron for this whole season. Oh, no. We would, they would die. Um, so meanwhile, Chris and Katie are still struggling. Um, he, she's saying that she's also clearly a little drunk. She's like, you look so handsome. And he's like, stop. And she's like, why? And he says, you compliment me all the time. And she says, yeah, because I really like you. And he's like, I don't know. Um, so what? My, my friend the other day was like, do you compliment men? And I was like, and then I thought about it. I was like, I don't I don't think I compliment men when I'm dating them. Oh, how frequently. And I realized I, that was like a dating. Like hmm. It's a good thing to do when you're dating. It is a good thing I to do. That. do. I do. Yeah, I don't compliment I, I mean, I'm, I'm an effusive, like I'm an effusive and physically affectionate person. Right. So I, I, do I think compliment. that there is less of a uh, a norm of women complimenting mm-hmm. men, especially physically. Physically, and I, I think that I've probably internalized certain levels of discomfort around mm-hmm. it. And it's not that I never do it, but it's when I do it, it feels weird. Very, I feel very self conscious mm-hmm. about it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm telling you that you are very handsome now. <laughs> like, like I like the way your eyes look. Thank you. Yeah, like, you're handsome. You're cute. Like those are those yeah. are Ugh. usually the but compliments. Katie, I give me your Katie is giving him a, a nice, yeah. good compliment. That's he normal. So annoyingly, mm-hmm. it's so he can't even explain why he honestly is this, reacting this, this way. dynamic made me the most anxious of any of the dynamics. I was like, I recognize this. Like oh. you feel confident. You say yeah. one thing and. Suddenly someone bristles and then won't explain to you what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. And it leaves yeah. you so unsettled and feeling so shitty. And I, again, like, I don't blame anyone for for feeling uncertainty or confusion in this kind of really high pressure situation. But I really felt for Katie. I felt for yeah. Katie. Yeah. I mean, she ends up crying in bed. She can't get him to explain And they're also, what he's again, feeling. both very intoxicated, mm-hmm. it yes. seems, mm-hmm. which is not a great time to have yeah. a relationship conversation. No, half the time I'm like, is Chris, like— thinking deeply or is he like is he drunk? really drunk um i guess i they must all be getting bored on the beach because the level of intoxication yeah, just has seems really to be right up oh i think the they're they're all terrifically also, there's, there's bored. Fewer people <laughs> yeah they're just like what are we doing yeah and they're just yeah. kind of sitting around waiting basically they're like we know this is over in like six hours so like let's just get yeah. drunk Whatever. basically um so Oof. 
Yikes. Next day, time for the rose ceremony. A lot of the couples are feeling solid, but some of them clearly are not. Matt Donald is still in a love triangle. Oh, God. And Chris cancels the cocktail party to test how, could he? how confident uh. they are in their relationships. And Matt Donald is like, oh, what? I don't. <laughs> Look, I could be really happy with Brie or Sydney. I really needed to talk to them. Like, Sydney, I can talk to about anything. I can really connect with her. And Brie is a supermodel. Right. Can we take stock of the couples that are there? During this rose ceremony that we have not seen at yeah. all yeah, in these we'll, next we'll two episodes, get to them oh, we during the will. rose ceremony. But um, the rose ceremony yeah. goes in a, a rough direction from Ooh. the start. Lucas. <laughs> first up is Lucas, who oh apparently God. no one wants, and he's been hanging out with Haley. That's like the only real connection we've seen, but it was not a good connection. No, we hear mm-hmm. Haley be like. Not into him. He's not my type at all. Nick V is way hotter. Yeah, she calls him yeah. the poor man's Nick V. And, like, she's <laughs> like, I know Nick V. He's way hotter than Lucas. But also, like, she and Nick are friends. Like, clearly mm-hmm. they don't have even... Sexual, the hotter version yeah, of chemistry. Luke does not have sexual chemistry right. there. So, um, Lucas takes a swing and it's offers like, his rose Brie. to Brie. And she brutally rejects him. She... Like, which I thought was good for her. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, I I clapped. I was yeah. like, Brie. I mean, Chris Harrison was just like, this is for relationships, mm-hmm. and she's and like, we have no connection. Why would I? The stay show with is you? clearly almost over, mm-hmm. and he's like, look, I trust you. I want to spend the rest of our time here exploring what this could be, <laughs> and she's like, I cannot imagine falling in love with you. Like, so <laughs> she's no, like, hard no, thank you. She's literally like. Thank you, but no. <laughs> Absolutely not. And he's like, okay, I get I mean, mm-hmm. to his credit, this is an incredibly humiliating thing to go oh through. God. Chris Harrison says it's never happened before. And I think that he handles it with he handles great equanimity, it. considering. I, oh, I agreed. Mm-hmm. And and then when, you know, Chris is like makes a dramatic showing of, oh, no one else wants your rose either, which was just yeah, mean. Like, like he was like, Well, I guess the I, I I was like, is this really the protocol? Because like obviously on The Bachelor, when that happens, that person just leaves. Right. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's like, does he get to offer it to someone else? Would they take it? Probably not. Right. At Haley's this point. clearly like, I just I just want to go home. Yeah. Like, right. There are no rules in the show because a few seasons ago, didn't someone leave like Somebody left and came back and was like, Ashley, I, I think you deserve to be here, so you get my rose. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. they brought it's him back. There, no there are no rules. But they seem <laughs> to be kind of ad-libbing it in the moment. They're like, he could keep offering the rose to different people, or should we just, like, do a, a quick, like, straw poll? Also, Lucas <laughs> is clearly like, yeah, I know I'm going home. It's fine. Like, at yeah. one point, Chris is like, okay, you have to. He's like, it's cool, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. fine. Yeah. That's good. But oh, what was go. really awkward was when Chris was like, it's time to say your goodbyes. And Luke was like, all right, cool. And he goes up to say his goodbyes, and everyone just stands there and stares at him and we're he like, has to like friends. grab their oh hands and be like goodbye I didn't see that that's insane it was though. so uncomfortable like, I was like <laughs> what happened with Lucas on this speech I need to know more yeah, is it was it left on the cutting floor I really right. I would love to see the other edit of this season that involves all the people that we haven't seen so far because like what does he not have friends were mm-hmm. they all just confused and shocked like if he doesn't have friends, why not? Right. Like he was on the same season as a bunch of these guys. Yeah, I think I he just doesn't. Confused. He clearly doesn't make an impression yeah. in person. I don't know. I, I want to meet uh, him because I'm curious. Me too. Oh, same. Uh, so then Matt Donald, after much soul searching between the woman that he has a deep connection with and the supermodel, chooses, chooses the supermodel, supermodel offers the rose to Bree. Him. God, and she's like, the... uh, yeah, okay. okay. Dylan gives his rose to Hannah, JPJ to Tasha, Clay to Nicole. Demi to Christian, Chris to Katie. So Sydney, Rev, and Haley are going home. 
Sydney. Also, Angela and Chase yeah, are clearly Angela in and Chase. Yes, and Angela and Chase. Who we have not seen. But we, ha- we haven't right, seen Chase them, and I clearly Angela. didn't even didn't register them, them at the rose ceremony. So Chase gives his rose to Angela. They're still there. I, mm-hmm. Going home, Sydney, Sydney Revan Haley. Sydney had, a, I thought, a great burn in her limo exit. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, I loved her. Matt's about to get dumped. Yeah. <laughs> Bree's not leaving with him. Like, yeah. and, and then clearly you can just tell that she's someone who... You know, she's in her late 20s. She's mm-hmm. like, I've been dating. I'm tired of this. And, like, I, I related to her. It, also, it gets exhausting. I'm sorry. How ridiculous is it? And, like, it really grosses me out when guys do this. Like, oh, well, there's the hot girl and mm-hmm. the girl I with a personality. And it's like, well, the girl with a personality can be attractive physically to yeah. people. And the girl who is hot also has a personality that you so, aren't interested in. It was deeply in. insulting to both of them. And mm-hmm. this is where I was like, oh, I no, I definitely hate Matt Donald. Yes. Like, he he's, sucks. Yeah, and he also, sucks. Sydney specifically is an NBA dancer. She's like, are you fucking hot. kidding me? So hot. Everyone, okay. Like, also, like, have we reached the point where even NBA yeah. cheerleaders have to be the girl with the personality? <laughs> like, I can't, yeah, I can't some, live in that world. Some of us need to be able to be be the girl with the personality exactly. and not be NBA. Like dancers. some of us didn't yes. get the DNA to right. be so give us the hot girl. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Like leave like, us the girl with the personality. Come on, line. I need a lane. And some of us go through a late puberty and then yes. suddenly are the girl with the personality who happens to be a little hot. And we're like, this is weird. Exactly. Which I think Tasha is. It's very. <laughs> that might be She's true. She's more than a little hot. Um, oh yeah, she, but I think she like you know late bloomer. Late bloomer. Yeah. And then Clear. all of a sudden was like, I according got all this. to her, like Jennifer Garner and so many celebrities, oh, love her. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was really insulting to both Sydney and Brie. And poor Sydney in the limo is just like, I can't believe mm. that I got dumped for <laughs> by the, that loser. By that loser mm. for this. Um, but Matt Donald is feeling super confident that he made the right decision, mm. but also guilty. But you know what? He did the right thing because he might come out of this with a supermodel girlfriend. Oh, oh my God. Can I you hate imagine? Him so much. He's like, I might have a girlfriend who's a supermodel. That's so cool. Um, I just got back from New York Fashion Week and I had not seen Brie on any catwalks. So I would like to confirm yeah. the word supermodel should not be supermodel used. Supermodel is like <laughs> porn star. It's just like you upgrade everyone who is oh, yeah. a model into being a supermodel. Also, Brie yeah. certainly has never called herself a supermodel. Or right. a model. Yeah. Like, it's like, just, it's the fact is like our generic term that we use mm-hmm. for that working in that field has become supermodel. Right. For some reason, even though she just like also there are only like four supermodels, like mm-hmm. yeah, she's and a model. Also, like we have seen, I, I'm fascinated by Brie. I just think I'm like, there's something about you that like clearly you're a little weird, and like I like her, and I, I like her, and her. I want to know more about. And we have seen zero percent so of Brie, and I'm like, I y'all should have brought her in three weeks before. Like, yeah, because she would have. I'm sorry, she would have given Hannah a run for her money. She would have cleaned season. up. I like, would have learned more about her. Week. And meanwhile, Chris Harrison arrives and is like, "BIP, as you know, it is over. No more rose ceremonies today. You all have to decide whether you're ready to go into fantasy suites and proposals and like basically be married." Yeah, and this is the <laughs> scene that happens always in the round to the finale. That mm. the couples all sit down and talk about whether they want to like move forward, move forward uh, under those terms. Matt's like, I feel so confident. Like, like, this is so good for me, but also so good for Brie. Yeah. Like, yeah, you clearly Ugh, know her well. He's worst. like, she's so much more than just a supermodel. She's, he's, she's awesome. He says she's, she's awesome. She's awesome. She's also awesome. She's 
awesome. And okay. he would just love to have a supermodel girlfriend. If I don't someone know described we... me as awesome, I would think they couldn't come up with any no, other words. Exactly. That is accurate. He can't. Because, I mean, also, he's not a thesaurus of a person. Also sweet. And I was like, I don't think, even from the little I know of Brie, that sweet is one of her defining characteristics. Not at all. Mm-mm. Like, she seems like actually kind to of have like... a little bit of a hard edge in, yeah, a, in a fun way. Exactly. Yeah. She's got some, some grit. Yeah. yeah. So Matt and Brie are the first to sit down, and he immediately is like, looking good, supermodel. And she's oh. like, oh, you and the supermodel thing. Mm. Yeah, cool. You and your mom. And he's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so into you. And she immediately is just like, look, I think you made a mistake choosing me. And um, you see the exterior of me, but I'd like to be chosen for the person I am and my heart. And I just don't see this going further. Get it, Brie. I was like, yes, I was fist pumping. Get it, girl. Yes, girl. Love it. Yes. I love you. Oh. I like, I feel like our whole uh feminist analysis career of The Bachelor has been leading yeah, up to has this. Been leading Y'all up can to this. quit. Y'all oh are my done. God. I just, Don't even do the last episode. I, I, I wish. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. I can't wait. Um, but, like, I feel like this is something we would never have seen, like, five years ago. No. It's just women being encouraged and, like, finding the ability to say, like, I am valuable for more than whether I'm, like... A hot bod. A hot bod. Right. More than whether I'm, like, the most, like, trophy-esque sort of physical right. option she's like that's cool that you think I'm hot but like yeah. that does not make a relationship right no. and it's, it's like, not even that he thinks she's hot it's almost more like he, he, he does knows, look at her as a trophy he knows that she is perceived as hot in the economy of right. the world and that is that is different from being like I personally find you really I'm sexy I'm gonna give you a hot take this is Ashley and Jared ooh interesting this is Ashley How and Jared so? Matt is Ashley and Jared is Bray. Oh, because really? like I think in the beginning of their stages, Ashley would literally just look at Jared and be like, "You're so hot, you're so hot." But I don't think oh Jared. I don't think it's the same thing. I th- I th- I see a little bit of that, just like fetishism and like wanting to like just want to be with the hot person because your self esteem is so low that you're like, "Look at Jared as the hot person." I, but I know would that not. But in, in Ashley's mind, she, he looks like Joe Jonas because she's blind and that's fine. But like I like I think <sighs> she was so obsessed with the idea of like getting getting the hot person like and a lot of people it's like yeah I want Dylan's also the same way Dylan is also like I just want to be with the hot person I got the hot girl but luckily I mean we actually don't know so I'm not going to say that it's hard to know it's hard to know mm, the line often between like I think this person's really hot and like I think this person is a prize yeah and I think that often on this beach especially because the people are already famous Mm -hmm. and so it's like the lines Kaylin going for Dean you're like does she think of Dean as like a hot prize or is she specifically into him it's often really hard to tell yeah. and also, now that like, Jared and Ashley yeah. are married I'm inclined to be like sure great job guys maybe it became yeah. real at some point like, <laughs> I, mean, I think it's I don't know <laughs> it's married. hard to but imagine like, Matt and Brie ever getting married they, Let's oh, just they would never get married but it's like Absolutely one of those things where never. He, he's just like, like I, I think Matt like just sucks so he much sucks and so it, there's much. no substance and he has no con- he had no connection with Brie right like the there was no friendship and Ashley yeah. and Jared despite the fact that I I did feel uncomfortable with yes, a lot I of mean, the narrative we, around we, like we just pursuing him that. pursuing him right. pursuing him they clearly had a friendship Matt and yeah. Brie like Matt can't have a friendship with her because he can't see beyond no, her he market can't value anything beyond that he's the kind yeah. of dude who literally would befriend her with the sole purpose of fucking her yeah and then when he I mean like we've seen like when he, she doesn't want to he'd be like but I'm a nice guy yeah and then he's Matt like oh a nice guy. if oh, I pick Sydney if nice I pick Sydney I'd have a girlfriend now and I don't fuck right off like get uh, out of here Matt those, the, Sydney both deserves of those, so much better both of those women dodge a bullet yeah. I'm sorry Seriously. like whoever 
gets punished with a life with Matt Donald. Good <laughs> fucking luck. Like, oh my God. Because, like, it's like, I, if I saw a man act like this on television, I know, editing, yada, 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 but, like, I would always feel in the back of my mind, but you you acted this way on national TV. I feel go like, marry your mom. I feel like doing, yeah, going <laughs> on this show was not a great choice for Matt. I don't think it showed him in a very good light. It's like, you went home on night one for a reason, bro. But yeah, people, that's, that's how I felt. Yeah. Um, so then we see Chase and Angela, and they break up, and they both seem fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, that was baffling. Yeah, yeah, and then Hannah and Dylan are like, we're in love. And so they ride off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of get to the relationships that have a little bit more substance but aren't quite as steady. Mm-hmm. Right. First is, you know, first up are Nicole, Nicole and Clay. Clay. And she's like, oh, my God, you make me so happy. I love seeing the look on your face when we're together. I feel, like, such pride and joy. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopeful. And he's like, I feel hopeful. I some, some things are positive yeah. about this. Let's <laughs> I, move I forward. I like the idea of possibly considering a future with you. Yeah. He's very diplomatic. <laughs> like, um, oh so they, they're moving they're on. They're moving on. JPJ decides to lay it on the line and tell Tasha that he loves her, and he gives a little speech about wanting to dance at their wedding together someday and she, how he's in love with her. She's just not there yet, but clearly has a lot of affection for him. Yeah. And I thought that this was one of the things where I was like, damn, this unsho- this show is sort of unfair to people who are just trying to, like, yeah. date. Date. Just trying yeah. to date. Because it, it, it clearly is is too much for Tasha to commit to, you know, being in love with him or an, a proposal, but also... She does like him. Yeah. Um, But there's not really space for that. And she says, she tells him, which I thought was an interesting sort of reversal of what he did to her earlier. Um, She says, you don't know what you want in a partner. And he's like, I do know. Don't tell me what I don't know. Uh, And I was like, JPJ felt really empowered to decide for Tasha Mm -hmm. what she wanted and needed in a partner. But he doesn't like that being done to him. He doesn't like it when it's being done to him. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's weird. It's almost like people want to be able to define what they want for themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, But he handles it otherwise quite with great cool. Uh, He thanks her for the magical moments they've shared. As they part, she, like, starts sobbing and saying she's sorry. And so they have to run back and embrace. And then he picks her up like a baby or like a bride being carried across the the door (laughs) step and he carries her about five feet to the stairs and puts her back down and then leaves and And I was like what purpose did that serve I'm confused he was like she can't get over to the stairs where she definitely needs to be right now (laughs) unless I carry her I did think that he handled this pretty well though considering who it is considering I mean just the little weird flourishes that make their relationship what it is but mostly pretty mature yeah Um, they both leave very upset Um, Christian is feeling still these mixed signals from Demi um, but they sit down to talk about it and open up a little bit more about what they need from each other and what Christian needs in terms of having space to share her emotions and not just to be supportive of Demi's. And Demi is like, yes, I want to step up and be there for you as well. And Kay is Christian and it's like, I'm really proud of you. I thought this was so sweet. Mm-hmm. I just love the two of them. And so they decide to continue together. Yeah. Shocker. I think they're a great couple. They're wonderful. And then Chris and Katie, again, have, like, a really weird 
roundabout conversation. This was like, um, because like baseball is on all the time in my apartment now, I just kept envisioning Katie as like the outfielder and like it looks like a home run is just about to nip over the fence and she like stretches the glove and you're like, did she? Did she catch yeah. it? She, <laughs> she did. did. Yeah. She caught the ball. Like Chris is trying so hard to dump her. And then, but not, but not it's hard so enough. He's like trying through like waves of lethargy and indecision yeah. to be like, this isn't going to work. He's doing a lot of sighing, like a lot of like. <sighs> and she's, he's, he's like, sometimes I've just wanted to tell you I don't feel it anymore, but also I am really into you and I do want you to be my girlfriend. It was so confusing. And I did, he's like, I didn't expect this know, conversation and I didn't want it to happen. And she's like, why is it happening? Yeah. I don't want it to happen. Right. And she, God, she really handles herself well. I think I would have just been broken down into tears yeah. in this conversation. But she eventually I cannot just says, believe she pulled this one I know. Out. She says, look, I respect you. Do what you want. She essentially, she gives him an out. She yeah. says, go with your gut. But, like, I want to be with you. I don't think there's anything fundamentally wrong with you. You've been through this. You're, you have fears. Mm-hmm. That's natural. Just figure out what you want. And, like, I want to be with you, but... I can't you force know, you. I'm not going to force yeah. you. And no. it's almost like when that space w- is opened up for him, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, wait. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to run away from this. Right. And he's like, I, that also flashes of when Harry met Sally. He's like, I'm difficult. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> and she's okay. like, no. Okay. Um, and he's like, also, you, everyone's difficult. Everyone's yeah. difficult. Yeah. He is difficult, though. Uh-huh. Um, and she's yes. like, for you to still be sitting here is a testament to who you are. And that's what I'm looking for. And then he's like, do you even still want to do this? And she's like, yeah. yeah. She's like, Bitch, like yes. I told you. <laughs> like, I just like, gave that whole speech to, like, convince you that I wanted to still do like, this. Do you want, can, I, can I play the tape back? Like, oh do you God. want to see it again? She's like, it was literally five seconds ago. Um, and so she's like, are we going to keep trying and he says he yes i want to and she's, she's like, like okay. okay so we're left with these four couples dylan and hannah chris and katie demi and christian and clay and nicole and to me it feels like dylan and hannah demi and christian they're in yeah we're, we're probably going to see at least one breakup bet- with between the other two i think it's clay and nicole me too, me too. i'm i'm feeling really worried about i think them. Yeah. clay is going to bring her all the way to that podium and she is going to expect a ring at the end oh, and he's going to break up I, with her I'm there. feeling so much I'm, anxiety. Like, I, it's like he's going to take her to fantasy suites. It's going to be a whole thing and he's going to take, I swear to God. And I'm not saying because well, I they're think, all going to fantasy suites. Oh, for yeah, sure. They're all banging. I mean, they've all been banging. But like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, and I'm not them. saying I think Clay is a nefariously like horrible person. I just think he's so bad at handling these kinds yeah. of things as we saw with his relationship with Angela. The fact that he like basically broke up with her was like, not really. Um, yeah. He, I think in this case, I literally think he's going to bring her all the way down to that podium like Nick Vial did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot yeah. about mm-hmm. that. Jesus. I yeah. Mean, I have this crazy memory where I recall <laughs> all this stupid stuff. My brain Can't just empties my itself birthday. after every two weeks. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a tough situation. Mm-hmm. A lot of pressure on all these couples. But I don't think Clay and Nicole are a very good match. No. I think that she really wanted him to be the right guy for her but she needs something someone who is just as like all in and passionate and mm-hmm. and into uh the relationship as she is and yeah. he needs someone who can just like i guess dink around for like six years while he yeah. like eases into things he needs somebody who like needs him but doesn't need him yeah, like he should have like they should have the thing where they have apartments on like different sides of the park Ooh, or whatever yes. and they're like 
you're doing your life and I'm doing mine mm-hmm. and we'll like meet up and like have dinner yeah, once look, a week. That sounds like a nice relationship. Mentor, exactly. Yeah. And my, he should find the right person. For my that. mom's best friend and her husband have never lived in the same house. And they Please, three, I love that. They raised three children together what? and they li- like she has two Birkin bags. This. Like this kind of level of like, yeah, my mentor in college and her husband, they live next door to each Goals. other. Goals. And they have like separate houses. Like there's like they have separate houses and separate cats. Like that is my dream life. That, so like amazing. if Clay wants that, Detroit Lions, I love you. Call me. But like, yeah. also, but I think he just wants, he needs somebody who doesn't need him, but like will also just be like, who's so aloof, but also like when he needs them, it's like, but I'm it's 100% like really aloof, here. but also, yes, I will go to the gym for you, yeah. w- with you for, for four, four hours, hours a day. Mm-hmm. It's like, cause um, I'm, I'll sit there on my laptop and work while you. Yeah, what? someone really like, supportive, but also doesn't need him. Mm-hmm. You're going to find it, Clay. We're not worried. Yeah, um, you're fine. You're a football player. So, Next week, we're going to find out what happens with our four, uh, our four beautiful couples. And we leave with Bree trying to teach Matt how to model. And it was just a lovely note to end on because now I know to say prune in yeah, order prune. to have a sexy pout. That's Mary Kate and Ashley's thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Bree for that. Thank you you really brought Very so much. Very educational experience. Oh, God, and, I'm so uh, happy to Thank it. you, Amanda, yes, not Mandy, yes. for coming in and reading <laughs> with us. <laughs> please send me nasty emails and call me Mandy. Appreciate it, y'all. Uh, please, please don't. <laughs> please we don't. We encourage our listeners to never send nasty emails. Send me nasty emails, guys. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank um, you for coming. I'm always happy to be here <laughs> and I'm always happy to talk about this insane show that I have far too many opinions about uh-huh. and no one in my life cares about them. So if Honestly, have... <laughs> that's why we started this podcast. It's just so, true. Same. And, and like sometimes like when you tweet about it, it's like I'm just yelling into the void of the internet about my opinions of on Bachelor on The Bachelor. Feels good to actually um, talk. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm so glad that we finally did this. Yeah, it's me been too. a few years in the making. And Amanda, where can we find you? Um, hi guys. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm at Loch Ness Manda, like the scary Scottish monster. I'm also that on Twitter. Um, if you want to listen to my podcast, it's called America's Next Top Best Friend. It is a podcast recapping America's Next Top Model all the way from the beginning. And that's it. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Woo. guys. I appreciate it. And now it's time for Feminism Fails. And I think, Claire, this week, we just kind of have one big one. I mean, the second night of this week for us was almost completely overshadowed by Matt Donald's Feminism Fail. Um, So we need to talk about this again. (laughs) Matt Donald sets up his choice between Sydney and Brie as a choice between a woman he can talk to and a supermodel. He repeatedly addresses Brie as supermodel, being the supermodel. He is obsessed with how he might get a supermodel girlfriend out of this. And it's really reductive for both Brie and Sydney to be treated as, you know, incomplete humans, incomplete humans, you know, like that, that there is a choice between being an intelligent or interesting woman and a desirable a one. desirable one and even more profoundly for Brie that she's completely reduced to her appearance and a prize that he can show oh, off he to the world absolutely sees her as a trophy he even says to Chris Bukowski at one point that he feels like he made the right decision because Lucas also offered her the rose it's like he as you said earlier you know sees her value in the marketplace and really wants to be the kind of person who gets that kind of woman. And it's yeah. really it's it's really crappy for for Brie and, and for Sydney as well. Yeah. So I think we're gonna give that one a, a big old five. Yeah. I mean it's just rare that you see this kind of thinking 
expressed as <laughs> so blatantly, as explicitly as Matt Donald does, although it is obviously pervasive not only on the show but in society. He doesn't seem to question that way of thinking or even be aware that it's something he shouldn't say out loud. Um, it's just a big five. Yeah, boy, bye. But on the other hand, it gives Brie this incredible <laughs> opportunity to give us a feminism win. We just loved seeing Brie uh, call smack this, him down, yeah, call, call this him behavior out. out, say that she deserves more, dump him on his ass. Like it was yeah. very, very satisfying. And also to see someone articulate, hey, I, I see that you are reducing me to just yeah. my exterior. You're not seeing me as a whole person. I don't want that. Yeah. Goodbye. It's really it fantastic. Really awesome because it is so difficult for a lot of women. Um, to deal with the expectations and roles that are placed on them based on their their looks. And I love that Brie has the the strength and the vocabulary and just the general uh, attitude to be able to say, I am more than my looks. I am a person and it's okay for me to expect more than a man to like admire how I look and appreciate how other people admire how I look. And I love it. Go, Brie. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guest, Amanda Mitchell, and of course, our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. Please subscribe to Here to Make Friends wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a moment of Bachelor in Paradise recaps or our bonus episodes. And give us a five-star rating and review. It helps other people find our show. You can also give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod. And you can follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. And we'll be back next week. For the finale. For the finale of Bachelor in Paradise. And if it doesn't come on Wednesday, don't worry. We'll have it for you by the end of the week. Do you need even more here to make friends? Obviously you do. Check out our video series at youtube.com slash HuffPost. It's a little different from the podcast. Every week we highlight standout moments from each episode and award superlatives. Again, you can find us at youtube.com slash HuffPost or at HuffPost.com. And if you're still listening, come to our next live show. We'll be in Chicago on Wednesday, September 25th at the Newport Theater. And we'll be recapping episode four of season one of The Bachelor, which you can check out on TubiTV.com. Ali Barthwell of the Vulture Bachelor recap will be joining us. And, you know... Probably a, a couple fun guests from Bachelor Nation as well. Yeah, just a little tease for you. And you can find those tickets at the link in our Instagram bio and in our show notes. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better, too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.